0: Section 13 of The Book of Famous Sieges. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of Famous Sieges by Tudor Jenks. Section 13 The Third Period. The change from the Second to the Third Period came about partly from the general advance in civilization. During the second period there had been conflicts mainly between enormous bodies of men belonging to different nations. The places attacked, though some of them were great strongholds, were mainly the chief cities of large countries, outside of which there was little except small villages that did not dream of resisting a large army. But these armies, which had been to a great extent modelled upon the Romans' organization of strong legions of foot-soldiers, fighting with dart and short-sword, had, at a later date, greatly changed their character. There had been increasing use of cavalry. The Roman army had been accustomed to use its mounted men merely as scouts, as an advance guard to protect the wings or ends of their line of battle, and to open an engagement, or complete a victory, when the main body of the enemy had been broken. The third period brings us to the Middle Ages, and to the days of feudalism, when gradually civilized mankind was being divided into two great classes, the landowners and their tenants, or serfs, who were under their control. The feudal lords and their retainers were unwilling to fight upon foot and also were unwilling to entrust power to the lower classes. Consequently, the mounted men became in all armies the most important part of the force, and the foot soldier was looked upon only as an assistant to follow up the attack of the mounted soldiers or to remain in reserve and to rescue the retreating cavalry. At the same time, civilized lands were being divided into a number of small, more or less independent portions. Instead of one king reigning over a large nation and leading all of its forces to battle, in the Middle Ages there were great numbers of petty lords, each with his small stronghold and his petty dependents who went to battle under his leadership. Except among the less civilized nations, or when some great enterprise, like the Crusades, brought vast bodies of men together, great armies were seldom seen. Consequently, the strongholds that were built were very numerous, but usually rather fortified posts than walled cities. The nation, instead of being one of many towns dominated by a few big cities, became a place of widely distributed villages, each surrounding a single stronghold or medieval castle. Thus, although the art of taking places by siege was by no means lost, and indeed was used frequently against large places, most battles came, in the Middle Ages, to be fought in the open between smaller bodies of men, and it was seldom that a great army was marshaled against a strong castle. We shall find during this period the first hints of a new form of warfare, a form that might be called warfare by chemistry. This is marked by the appearance of the celebrated Greek fire, which at first chosen because of its power to burn, showed an explosive force that greatly terrified the enemy, and so was valuable As the makers of Greek fire learned to increase its explosive power, it was used to propel itself from tubes, and the step from this use to that of driving stones and iron balls was soon taken. Greek fire thus became the forerunner of gunpowder, and brought about a complete change in sieges, in forts, and in the art of war. But this was not established until the 14th century, and until this time Greek fire was only a weapon used in connection with those that had been known for ages. But these latter were greatly developed and improved, only because of the first use of Greek fire is the siege of Constantinople by the Saracens in the 8th century here related. And something more is there told of this substance. It is stated by Captain Jervis, author of Engines of War, that the Greek fire was thought to have been revealed to the Emperor Constantine by an angel from heaven, who told him he must use it for Christians only and never divulge the secret of its making. Whoever should disclose it was to be declared accursed. The secret was kept over five hundred years before it became known to the Saracens. An English antiquarian points out the possibility that in our word cracker, as used in firecracker, it may be that we have preserved the Anglo-Norman word crick or cracker, a name applied in early times to all explosives, but this is doubtful. End of section thirteen.